The City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hey, everybody. It's Casey Fields, your manager for municipal advocacy at the Municipal Association of South Carolina. And we're back. Welcome to City Quick Connect podcast, legislative edition. How bad have you missed me? Scott, welcome. Federal Legislative federal edition. edition. Yes. And with that, I welcome our star of federal advocacy, Erica Wright. Hello. Hello, Scott. Hello, Casey. Welcome to the show, so, Erica. It's been a little bit. It's been, been a, a minute. minute. Been yeah, a minute. it's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a few weeks now that the state legislative session has ended, at least yes. temporarily. Uh-huh. And we are now concentrating on our federal efforts that you, Erica, have led since the beginning. What when Since you came on 2020? 2020? Yeah, because you started during the you're a, you're a pandemic baby. I'm a after pandemic the, baby. After <laughs> yeah. the yeah. shutdown, that's right. So we wanted to give everybody an update mm-hmm. on where we are with our federal advocacy efforts and the things that we've been doing on behalf of our cities and towns across the state in Washington D.C. in particular. And um, so we thought it, actually it was Mr. Producer Russell Cox wanted right. to have Erica come on the show and talk about that. And then you, Casey, insisted that I come on and blather a little while Well, I, as well. Scott, so. we're a team. We're a pair. We That's come right. together. When we yes. do this, when we do legislative <laughs> edition, whether it's state or federal, we do it together. Yes, I agree. Because everyone, and I mean everybody that listens to this podcast, loves the banter. We don't have a roll call, do we? Do we have a roll call? Do we have, have any, a, do we have have anybody to add to the roll call, I guess, I mean, that I'm, we haven't sure. called before? Listen, Everybody's so hungry for the banter because they haven't had it in a while that I'm sure I'll have a roll call after this. You know, we did get an, a specific request for the banter last week. So, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So, well, here it is. People want it. Enjoy it. People need it. Enjoy Listen, it. You don't know when you might get up, it again. Cu- the session is over. Well, well, it's not over. It's over. It's not over. It's still going on. We'll be, back in, we'll be back in two weeks. We'll be back in two weeks and then another after that and in then after weeks. that. Um, yes. But it, for now... We get a little bit of a breather. We know right. that conference committees were gonna st- are going to start, we hope, meeting next week, the budget conference committee. Yeah. Um, the, That's what me- they say. the week of June the 6th. And then I've also heard that conference committees are going to meet like while session is going on. They're going to try to meet during that so they can just run out very dramatically and present the conference report and adopt it and move on. That's what the members in charge say, yes, but we'll, so, we'll see. Well, the members in charge don't always know what other members are that's, up to. Yeah, that's true. So, well, all right, let's let's get to what we let's move up the road to let's go up ninety five to Washington D.C. Let's do it. The direct flight from Columbia Metro. Yeah, I go fly C A E. Unfortunately, I fly out of Charlotte because it's closer. Well, that's because you live in Charlotte. That's pretty much true. Blythewood is not Charlotte. I went to Charlotte on Sunday to do a little shopping. Oh, when yeah? I was driving back, my sister was with me, and she said, "Huh." Is that Scott's exit? I said, yeah. She goes, are we still in Rock Hill? <laughs> I said, no, this is Blythewood. But if you were in Rock Hill, I hope you went by LRB and got some uh, lunch and a beer. No, I, we didn't go through Rock Hill. Oh. We just kind of passed by on the interstate. I, of course, showed the interstate signs and you I must, talk about how great Rock Hill was. You must But always, I did not go to legal remedy. You should always make the detour. <laughs> but what is LRB? I am always in Rock Hill. Legal Remedy Brewing. Correct. It's is on, that right? It's on Oakland Avenue. They actually have two locations, one on the, at the Riverwalk uh, off of uh, Cherry Road, and then the other, the original location, is in a former 
Chevrolet dealership on Oakland Avenue yeah. between Winthrop and downtown. Between where and downtown? Winthrop University. <laughs> uh, okay. Go Eagle. You know where it is. It's, <laughs> you know where the old movie theater is on Oakland Avenue? You remember where no. that is? You don't remember? I do not. It's past, it's past Scott, where the lodge used to be. don't make me start the age be. discussion again. Sorry. <laughs> it's past where the lodge used to be. I remember the lodge. Okay. And then, yes. and then there's an old movie theater. Uh, it's now uh, Albright Realty's office. Right next to that is Legal Remedy Brewing. Okay. Very good. A lot a of resident beer. I think we need to do. Beer. We need to do a beer producer, show. We need to do a beer show We're where we a, sample some flights and Scott talks. We about could talk the, about South Carolina like how it's beer. Woody and how it has undertones no, 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 of no, no, flowers no, no. and tropical just notes. Talk, and, just talk about the different breweries across right. the state. You know, we did that through HLAD several right. years. That's exactly right. I love showcasing local brewmasters and brew. Now we, you know, you know we have a mayor who owns a brewery. Yes. How about that? That's right. Mayor Casey Hancock Hard from Vegas. Hartsville. Yeah. yeah. Nice. That is, okay. it's called uh, Wild Heart Brewing. Yeah. It's in an old uh, hardware store, general general feed store. All right, I'm going right to bring us back. Yeah, because I love bring the banter. Us back on top. I, so I, we'll, I listen you, to Erica. your banter we'll every go, Friday. We'll find yeah. us, a, well, just like when we were in D.C. last time, or the last time I was there with you, Erica, mm-hmm. we went to Blue Jacket, if you'll recall, the brewery, and had dinner and some drinks. So. I, Oh, that was a nice place. DC is a nice place. Blue Jacket's a nice brewery too. So anyway, sorry. Speaking yeah. of DC, see, I, I honestly sent did that I invite, softball your way. Russell, did I invite him on purpose? I think I did. I'm trying to. Let's talk. We're going up there next week. We're going next week again. Yes. Um, yes. And this is something that the, our executive director Todd Glover and I both wanted to do, to do on a regular basis, which was engage with our federal delegation. Mm-hmm. As we've talked about before, Erica, you've been charged with doing that and you, doing that, and you've done a great job. Thank you. So talk about what we're going to do next week and talk about the, the fruit that's been born as a result of the previous trips and visits that we've made, that we made last year in particular, and how that's been helpful to our cities and towns across the state. Okay. We are heading up next week, Monday. And we are Monday evening are going to have our annual dinner with congressional staffers. And I'll start there with the fruit of what we've seen over these last year and a half, two years of building relationships with our congressional delegation. Last year was the first or September 2021. Yeah, Yeah, was the first dinner that we had. And it was very well attended, but we still had some key offices that didn't send anyone. Yeah. You know, Congressman yeah. Clyburn, yeah. Senator Graham. But we had a great time. This uh, upcoming dinner, every one of our congressional offices, except for one, mm-hmm. is coming. And when I say they're coming, these are their chiefs of staff, their legislative directors, mm-hmm. and their uh, senior counsels are coming to this. Yeah, these are senior staffers senior on these staffers. congressional these congressional in these congressional offices. Which so. is a big deal. It That's is a big, big deal. deal. It's a really big, big deal. deal. That is, dun dun dun. Yeah, <laughs> so it's a big deal. Um uh, last year or so, I kind of graded myself on how knowledgeable or how well I knew different staffers. I, I started from district 1, went up to district 8 or 7, excuse me, in mm. our two Senate offices. And I'm glad to say that we now have good, solid relationships, texting relationships with every congressional offices in the state. That's huge. Congressional office. I mean, y'all, that is huge. We've never had that mm-hmm. before. And here's what we did. And this is what I learned from being on the team. Our focus 
yes, we always kept the member, the Congress member, the senator in mind, but the focus was on the staff, those who kept the schedule, those who did the work. Yes. And that proved very fruitful. Mm -hmm. I've had instances in subsequent trips to D.C. where a staffer would say, oh, you're coming because it's you. Let me schedule time with you and the congressman. And they went out of their way. It was after hours to find time on a schedule for us to meet. That comes in very handy when we have those relationships. Our congressional members know that we're here. Their staff knows that we're here. And so when something comes up, like, let's say, challenges reporting with the ARP portal, yeah. our folks know exactly who to call to understand what's going on. What is this we're hearing about cities having trouble submitting their report? And that's actually a true story. We had conference calls with Senator Scott's office, Senator Graham's office, to understand what is the issue what can we do to help? Yes. That's pretty cool when we can fill that gap for our members that right. there is a deadline they're facing. There's some trouble that's not their fault. No fault right. of their own. They right. can't submit this report. We're able to reach out to our senators and within 15 minutes for each got an, a response and had a phone call scheduled within 15 minutes. And how that's that cool. how that paid off for our cities and towns and, and you know, there it probably had something had some small part to play in this, but Treasury ultimately decided, hey, that hard deadline that mm-hmm. that it had set for the first reporting got changed. Yes. It got extended. It did. And now, you know, how much of a role that did our Senate staffers have in that extension? Have no idea, but certainly they conveyed their concerns that they heard from us that we heard from cities and towns mm-hmm. to treasury to help perhaps spur treasury into saying, you know what, we've got some issues that we need to work through. We need to give our, we need to give cities and towns the opportunity to, to a little bit more time to comply with this requirement. All right. Is that fair? Would you say that that's is fair? fair. And, and that goes along with at least one of the goals that I have. All of our members are of our federal delegation. They have great relationships with the cities and towns within their district. Right. We are not trying to replace that. Right. We are wanting, however, to supplement that. Yes. And what I mean by that is what can we take off of your plate? So the call with, with our office and Senator Graham's office was, Erica, we're getting hammered by cities and towns over this ARP report. Well, no problem, Scott. His name is Scott, too. No problem, Scott. <laughs> we'll walk them through how to submit the report. Mm-hmm. If we can just get help with this deadline, you all don't worry about it. We can take some stuff off of your plate. Mm-hmm. We'll walk our cities and towns through. Yes. And our field service managers have done an excellent job of that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of the premise of what we're going to do next week. What is it that you're hearing from your cities and towns? Right. And how can we work together? How can we share the load, so to speak? There may be areas that we can help provide some relief or some information Mm -hmm. to take that off of your staff. And they are all about that. And the other thing that we'll be able to talk to them, they're interested in knowing what's going on in our general assembly. You would, you know, if being here in South Carolina, you would assume that our Congress people and senators would be paying attention to Mm -hmm. what's going on in the general assembly. Not really. I mean, they're they're obviously occupied with the things that are going on in Congress. So we'll be able to go up there and talk to them, and it'll be particularly interesting to talk to Senator mm-hmm. Scott's staff mm-hmm. about the success of uh, 3050, 3050, the Law Enforcement That's Reform right. Bill, and the things that the General Assembly has done with regard to law enforcement reform that Senator Scott 
attempted to do with Senator Booker from uh, from New Jersey. So um, maybe maybe thirty fifty and the work that we've done on that bill here could serve as sort of a roadmap or perhaps inform uh, Senator Scott going forward. It would be interesting to see if that could happen because I, I saw him. I was I saw Senator Booker on uh, one of the Sunday shows this past Sunday, and one of the things that was cited as a sticking point on the federal congressional reform was the qualified immunity for mm-hmm. police officers. Mm-hmm. So, and that was never that was really never a discussion point yeah. in thirty fifty, was it, it Erica? Was not, I, I don't recall it being. It did not come up. No. Yeah, yeah. No. So, you know, if we could help help them understand that that is not as big a deal, perhaps as it as it was made out to be when Senator Booker and Senator Scott were originally negotiating on yeah. the federal reform, um, you know, maybe we could, maybe we could help spur them to go forward again Couple at the of, federal level. Can Couple. we talk a little bit about what, where this started? Um, I know you, when you were hired, when you came on board in 2020, that was one of your, you were hired to be a, a state lobbyist, like a lobbyist at this state house. Mm-hmm. Um, but Scott Todd, also tasked you with developing DC relationships, right? Yeah. So what was the first thing or one of the first things that you did? Now we had the coronavirus relief. What was that? The, was cares. the first the cares. The cares That's right. We yeah. had that first. So you kind of yes. dove in I came in on head the tail first. end of, of okay, cares. Of cares. Mm-hmm. And then what tell me what you did. Just tell everybody kind of how you I mean, did you just start calling people or did yes. you, Cold I mean, calls. was that, was that how yes. it worked? How did, <laughs> like how in two years did you go from kind of knowing some people mm-hmm. to texting these people, happy birthday and checking on their mamas? I, I, don't, I honestly don't know, but I'll tell you what I did. Um, Other than being the wonderful person that you are. I, it, prayer maybe, because yeah, the, the first thing I did was create a, a spreadsheet, who's who. Mm-hmm. and wanting the decision makers. We love the schedulers, though they are very important. Love the legislative aides and the assistant aides, but if we can get to those legislative directors, mm-hmm. those who craft the policy, we're good. Right. So got the names and, and contact information of the legislative directors, and like Scott said, made blind email introductions. But in touting the municipal association, our value proposition is so strong. Right. We represent the state's 271 municipalities. We yes. are your one-stop shop yes. for everything that you need to know mm-hmm. regarding your cities and towns, Mr. Senator, Mr. Congressman, Mrs. Congresswoman right. in District 1. Mm-hmm. And and that was powerful for a lot of them. The first person that I talked to was Ashley Wilson. She is Congressman Clyburn's right. legislative director. She responded in like 15 minutes. Oh, wow. We did a Zoom call face-to-face. She's walking across the street somewhere up in dc and where it literally went from hi i'm erica Wright. hey girl how's it going okay um she's from columbia she moved to columbia the same month that i came to columbia and we just fostered a really good connection from there and that continued to happen from office to office to office and so when it was time to schedule our first meeting in-person meeting it was a little bit easier to say hey it's me and actually this happened during our around the table at our first dinner, a lot of folks were saying, it's nice to finally meet you. I feel like we email all the time. Right. It's nice to finally right. meet you. And and so that's ultimately what we're wanting to do is to be that go-to source for our congressional staffers. If there's information 
that is coming down the pike in D.C. that they think of us to share it with our members on their right, behalf. Right, right. Congressman Norman's legislative director, Jake Hilkin, he's huge on that. Anytime something would come out of Treasury for the American Rescue Plan, he would say, hey, Erica, just want to make sure you saw this. Thankfully, 99.9% of the time we already did, but it was mm. still nice that he thought of us in that way. Um, so I'm grateful for the relationships really pay attention to schedulers. When I got back, I sent thank you notes to not just the Congress members and staffers, but the schedulers. Um, and so it was really cool when you had them on text. Like, so hey, can you, you squeeze me in? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you started over COVID, nothing was in person. So you were just, you know, Zoom calling, Teams yes. meeting, whatever, and emailing to say, I'm Erica, this is my role. Mm-hmm. And this is, so then when did you schedule the first dc trip that just like we took we didn't go with any other group but it was just the municipal association 21 september 2021 okay was the first trip and going back to those initial conversations it's we want to work with you we want to partner with you we want to serve you however we can we're not asking you to do anything no to this day we don't have an agenda we don't have items that we're checking a box on we want to best represent our cities and towns by having those solid relationships with those who represent them right. in D.C. Um, a lot of things kind of surprised us when we got a call from Senator Scott's communications team asking right. us to, you know, just explain the American Rescue Plan a little bit to them. Amazing. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I should be asking you that, but and sure, listen, here you go. Here didn't you go. they ask you if they could link our website? So we were working from home at this point. Right. And about 20 minutes into my overview, my explanation, right. they were like, can we just link to your site? And I'm like, sure. Sure. Have at it. For federal legislation, you can link to our site. You no can problem. link to our site. And um, so it's been cool getting to know them, but also hearing how interested they are in the work that we do. Scott mentioned 3050. Our first trip, that trip in September, we sat down with Senator Scott himself yeah. and his staff told them what was happening with 3050. It had just passed the house or was in the house at that point. And he asked to be kept in the loop with what happened. Mm -hmm. So when 3050 passed immediately, hey, just wanted to let you know that 3050 finally passed. It's going into law, governor signing it. And the email back was, hey, can you meet with our judicial committee to let them know and walk them through the bill? And Ahead of that meeting, um, a judicial committee staffer asked, can you send us whatever you have on that? So for us to be the ones to be able to fill that The resource. I I think speaks volumes to how open our members have been to welcoming us in their offices. Um, I feel like I'm rambling here, so stop me anytime. No, that's okay. That's that's important to listen to. And one of the other reasons that we, as the Municipal Association, wanted to develop these relationships independent of other groups not because of any necessarily uh, issue or problem that we have with some of these other groups, that these advocacy groups, but it, it's easy to get lost in the shuffle mm-hmm. uh, when you're just another face in the crowd of a larger advocacy group. Yes. But when we can develop those personal relationships and the one-on-one relationships with our delegations, and quite frankly, um, some of these other uh, larger advocacy groups, national advocacy groups, aren't terribly welcome in our delegations' offices because of their politics. I was about to say we 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 always and we are 
a nonpartisan organization. Yes. And so when we go with a nonpartisan agenda, it is a municipal agenda. It's a Correct. cities and towns and, agenda. Then we're not alienating anybody because we support all of them mm-hmm. because we have cities and towns in all seven congressional districts. Right. And our two senators represent all of our cities and towns. So and, and, and fair we or, can't do it. Fair or not, partisan politics plays a role in the advocacy effectiveness uh-huh. of some groups at, in Washington, D.C. versus others. So and we have to understand we understand the the politics of our uh, House members and our two senators. Right. And so we we have to be sensitive to that and uh, we can use that to to benefit our cities and towns, whereas other groups may not necessarily care as much. They may be a, a bit more ideological mm-hmm. than necessarily we are. So you went to D.C. in September of 21, mm-hmm. and then you went again? Went again with Mayor Huff in March, I believe. That was a good of one. 22. Of 22. Okay. Had a good time there. Uh, so he is in Congressional District Four with Representative William Timmons. Mm-hmm. We met with uh, Congressman Timmons, Chief of Staff and Lead Policy Advisor, they had a ball. At one point, I was like, hey, guys, I'm still here. Right. Hey, hey <laughs> can you think, right here. Do you think right I could be included in this if conversation, anybody, please? If I, anybody knows corn chip, that he's going to be the most fun person in the room. Oh, my God. Anyway. She's the best. They had a the ball. Best. They had a ball. And then two months later, so, uh, yeah, April, I went back. And going back to what you just shared, I think that's powerful. With another organization, they had a big conference. And okay. I wanted to go because there were – uh, breakouts on the bipartisan infrastructure law. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Now, because I represent a municipal league, the uh, expectation was that I would corral all electeds from South Carolina, uh-huh. uh, grab this organization's um, talking points, and oh. then lead visits to our congressional offices. Well, I knew, I I know our elected officials. In That's DC. right. That was That's not right. going to work. Uh-uh. So what I did was had dinner with one of the schedulers and we talked about it earlier. She said, Eric, why don't you just come by the office? I will squeeze you in to meet Congressman Timmons. Mm-hmm. I had not met with him prior to that. So right. there goes that relationship that she's willing to do it. Since I'm already in the Cannon House office building, I just pop into Congressman Norman's office and I'm like shooting the breeze with, hey, Jake, what's going on? Texted Cody Sims, who's in Senator uh, Scott's office. He takes me into the office. Uh, I was going to deliver a Winthrop flag. So sidebar, right? right. <laughs> Senator Scott has a Wall O college flag. That is yes. cool. You posted that on Instagram. I did. And that is the coolest thing. Yes. I really like that. But but for one but problem. But I walk by and there's no Winthrop right. flag. You Senator. Said, this is unacceptable. This is not going to work. Not going to work. So I delivered a Winthrop flag. And they welcomed me in, but I was thanked for coming alone and for not leading a delegation into this meeting. Um, so that was that was a good moment. We've had a lot of good moments with congressional staffers, um, and I'm sure we'll get to this in a minute, but one of my favorites are the congressional briefings that we're hosting with each member in their congressional district. Here in the so state, yes. Here in the state, we've had one for District 1 with Congresswoman Mace. We had one in District 7 with Congressman Rice where we just – bring their representatives face-to-face with their electeds, and we allow them to have almost like a roundtable. There's a report out from D.C., and each Congress member listens to what their members are dealing with, are facing, what questions they have. Um, just got a call this morning from Congressman Clyburns, 
team and they're looking forward to scheduling his at the end of this month and mm-hmm. just needed to know if we can move it to a breakfast. Absolutely. Whatever we need to do for the majority whip, we will do. So, yeah, right. That's right. So we're yeah. happy to do it. No problem. Happy yeah. to do it. So, so you we'll, went you went a couple times. Now you're going back. We're going back. Yes. Right. Um, I guess a mark of success would be going back to what we shared earlier. We had maybe 12 or 13 staffers. This trip, we're up to 17 total. Um, that we'll have for dinner that on we'll Monday night. That we'll have for dinner mm-hmm. yep. Monday night. And uh, Hallie Gruber with Congressman Norma's office said, let me know if you need me to corral people or force them to go. I... I Wrote her down for that, but thankfully I didn't have to go there. Like everyone willingly RSVP'd. And so um, Tuesday's a heavy day. We have meetings starting uh, at, well, now at 10, going up until 5.15 with no break. Um, and we we had a, we have ha- had, have still efforting a, uh, a meeting with some White, White House staffers as well. So uh, they're intergovernmental folks. Yes. So um, we're looking forward to that. That'll be expanding some relationships up there a bit. Um, it's going to be a it's a it's a busy day on Tuesday, but it's certainly well worth the effort. Um, and hopefully, we can get in the White House maybe on Wednesday morning or before we before we fly back on Wednesday afternoon. I'm hoping it's a good team. I attend their briefings every Thursday at four, so it would be nice to sit down and talk to them about. South Carolina cities and towns, they work with all 19,000 municipalities in our in our country, but we want to talk about South Carolina. Yeah. So I think that'll be a good opportunity. The unique challenges that our state faces, and particularly our cities and towns. Well, I've been really proud and pleased with the work that you've done with regard to the federal advocacy. I know you sometimes, oh gosh, sometimes Erica, you lament the fact that you're you're still learning on the on the state legislative side, but we're getting there. We're all we're, getting we're all there. getting there together. Let me shout out Casey. Um, so the last time when uh, me and Corn Chip went up there, all anybody wanted to talk about from Lindsey Graham's staff to what did, did Jay Lucas really retire? Like what's going on at the mm-hmm. state house? And so we were able to share that update with them. Right. And then the question was, how can we stay updated on what's happening in South Carolina? We Perfect. just want an overview. We don't want anything long. And so when I came back, I forwarded them dome from the dome to your home. And I said, please let me know if you would like to receive this. And so many of our legislative staff were like, yes, sign me up. And so that means they're getting dome, they're getting the podcast. And so that's another touch point for our congressional delegation. They're learning about what's happening here on the ground as it pertains to cities and towns. We should get Mary Grace to come on the the, uh, podcast from... uh, Congressman Wilson's office. Move back. Just move back. Yes. Yes. Just move um, back to South Carolina. Leah Grace. Leah Grace. Leah I'm Grace. sorry. Not Mary Grace. Leah Grace. <laughs> For those who I'm can't sorry. see, I kind of was like, like bros. Yeah. Yeah. Leah, Grace. <laughs> Leah Grace. Leah Grace. Leah Grace. Who are you talking about? Yeah. Scott? You know, Brenda. Yeah. Sure. Why not? I think okay. that's a, yeah. I mean, I think this is all, I, I just, I say it over and over again, but it bears repeating. We have never had this type of close knit, communication and relationship with our DC office. Mm -hmm. And if any of our current congressmen change, then I know that you'll, I mean, that's just, that starts it all over for you. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're back up there just like we do with newly elected legislators, which we will be doing in November when we have newly elected house members, we're going to be getting to know them. That's part of the job is just Mm -hmm. getting to know anybody who's newly elected. Very exciting. 
it's a great new service that we're providing to our cities and towns. It, it's incredible. I think. It really is. I do too. And more of these trips are planned. Yes. And you're also doing in-district meetings, right? Yes. Those are the congressional briefings. Um, You've already done we, three. We've two. done two. Had You've one scheduled. One sch- yeah, had one right. scheduled with uh, Congressman Norman. But that one's August 15th. Yes, yeah. Right we we had one right. scheduled for him last year. Last but, year. He was going to be our first one out the gate. Yeah. And there was a congressional recall to come back in to take uh, yeah, up the budget, right. I yeah. want to say. Yeah. So we have him scheduled. That'll be number Four, number three would be if we're able to get Congressman Clyburn. Right now we're looking at June 27th. I'm just oh, waiting great. on, yeah. just waiting on Miss Dietra. I feel like we've become BFF. So yeah. over <laughs> time, and she's like, he wants to do it. Just, right, we just got slammed when yeah. he's in the district that week. The turnouts for the, for the previous two that we've already had have been very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, strong attendance from our cities and towns, council members and mayors and uh, managers and administrators yes. that we invite. And that's just an opportunity for them to just kind of have a, a one-on-one yep, almost face-to-face with time the, with, yeah, their, with in their, district mm-hmm. to just talk about things that are relevant yep. to them at home. So as an example, when, uh, when we had Nancy Mace in Charleston a couple of months ago, uh, you know, flooding issues, obviously mm-hmm. resilience issues came up as a, as a topic of discussion with her and uh, it was something that she, you know, you know, clearly cares about and it's important to the low country and Charleston area in particular. So it was good um Good to have her there to hear that. In fact, she got a uh, a primary endorsement from uh, a much. very prominent mayor down there. That, so, <laughs> she, <laughs> that was worth amazing. the trip. Worth the trip for her. No, that was a primary endorsement. Uh, don't know about the general, but uh, certainly she got that. So. And what was good about that? I know we're wrapping up, but what was good about that? Where there were mayors and council members from the smaller municipalities yeah. in Charleston County. I want to say McClellanville. Those mm-hmm. yep. who had FaceTime with their sitting congress member and they used it yes. they shared some frustrations that they were having so not only did nancy mace's team go and give a card and say i'd love to talk to you about this but our team is hearing the same things that nancy mace was hearing so ashley Callahan jumped up and said hey i want to explore this as well yeah. so we're it's a service that we're providing our member that they're covered both at the state level and the federal level. So it's, it's pretty cool to watch that happen. So bottom line is, for anybody that's listening in one of our cities and towns, if you need a a congressperson's attention or you need some answers from somebody, let Erica know. That's right. She can help put you in touch with the right person and um, you know be that conduit between uh, between you and and Washington, even though you know we don't necessarily feel like we need we don't want extra layers in between Correct. elected officials in our cities and towns but a lot of times cities and towns don't even know where to start so right. start with us and we'll point you in the right direction and then we'll get out of the way that's right you know? and you can go directly exactly to, yeah once, exactly. once we've just paved the way open yeah. the door that's, that's right it. That's it. erica thanks for joining us thank you guys thanks so much scott welcome back thank you i'm, I'm glad that we're back on i mean i we've got a lot of good ones planned for future yeah. Um, for the for future podcast episodes, we're going to talk about elections. We're going to talk about the budget. We're going to talk about all kinds of things. Regional advocacy meetings are Regional coming up. Regional advocacy meetings, September and October. You'll be able to register for those after the annual meeting on July 18th. Very excited. Um, annual yeah, meetings I'm ready to coming get up. Back on the road. Oh, annual meeting maybe, in July. In maybe Charleston. tease the. Uh, an- maybe we should tease our annual meeting recording. Oh yeah. You know we've got plans That's to right. perhaps bring the mobile studio on the road with us to Charleston. Exactly. So if you're on the fence about registering for annual meeting, if you're on the fence and you're not sure if you're going to go or not, 
Um, and if you're a fan of the podcast, which I should think everybody is, um, you really need to come to annual meeting because we're going to record live. I finally, we're going to take some just pop-up guests. We're going to do a... We're going to take callers. Yeah, we're going to do We're going like, to do all kinds cool. of stuff. We're going to do woman in the lobby interviews, yes, right? Yes, I can't. I, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited about that. I really think that's going to take City Quick Connect Legislative Edition to a whole new level. Well, we'll have to clear that with uh, with the Flotch, of course. But, right. Well, of course. Uh, she'll be, she'll our, be okay. our producer's fine with it. Pro- Mr. Producer's good Mr. with producer's it. Mr. Producer's fine with it. And he's we'll, nodding his head, giving me a thumbs up. We'll ask, we'll ask his jumping boss jacks if she's okay with he's, it. He's thrilled about it, honestly. <laughs> um, I don't have a roll call, but I am going to tell everybody to take care of yourselves. It is very hot outside. And when temperatures... Um, or on the rise, we always need to stay hydrated. Yeah, going to be a high right? of 97 here in Columbia today. High <laughs> pressure. It's going to be big humidity as well. So stay hydrated and stay in the shade. Y'all, big, and ev- whenever I see a dark cloud come up, I'm always like, Scott, it's either a fire truck or some sort of weather event. I'm like, Scott, can I get up? Where's that fire truck going? And are we going to have uh, thunder and lightning later uh, this on is today? true. We Look had a whole the text because there was a fire truck in my neighborhood and I knew exactly who to text. That's right. like, what is this? And what's happening? And Scott <laughs> was able mean? to look at the color of the clouds. Color and of the smoke. Yeah. And and when uh, you start working yeah. for municipal government, it opens up yeah. a whole new world. Yeah. I think for me, it has anyway. Yeah. Um, everybody take care of yourselves. Call us if you need anything and join us back here for our next episode. Take care. The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the association's latest happenings on Facebook. Twitter, and Instagram.